DreamCloud is a luxury hybrid mattress made with premium materials at half the price. Every DreamCloud comes with $399 in accessories, plus an additional $200 off a 365-night trial, a forever warranty, and free shipping. Go to dreamcloudsleep.com today. Hey guys, how you doing? JP Sarikolia here, and welcome again to another episode, this week's episode of H of Heroes, my podcast. Thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. It has been a fantastic week for sure. Busy week for me. I've been doing all kind of stuff in my all my channels. I have a lot of channels now. Uh, but I'm so excited for um, the opportunity to, to really do what I do. Um, it's a blessing uh, to be able to share my passions and to talk about collectibles, about movies, talk about my spiritual journey uh, with my wife on my uh, channel, Born Again TV. You follow me on YouTube, uh, Born Again, or Facebook. All the links are in the description for those who are interested. But it's been a crazy week. And this week, actually, uh, on my main, in my main channel, JP Sour Reviews, I talk about uh, the, the top 10 comics uh, for Captain America. Uh, for those, you know, who are familiar or uh, with this, Captain America is celebrating its 80th anniversary. Uh, in March is the celebration. Um, it was March 1941, which uh, the original, the first Captain America comic book um, was, was published. Actually, it wasn't published in March. It was published on uh, in December 1940, uh, which is a year prior to the, the Battle of Pearl Harbor, the attack of Pearl Harbor, which uh, it really <laughs> tells us something, and it really changed a lot of things. So uh, today, uh, in this podcast this week, I, I really want to follow on that. If you haven't watched that video, I will have the link in the description so you can watch my, my top 10 comics of all time uh, up to this point of Captain America. And there's plenty to talk about. I really share the stories that to me are the most influential, the most important, most iconic. But in today's uh, podcast, I really want to expand on that because I feel that Captain America is a character that really deserves a lot of attention and deserves a lot of respect. And he, he really means a lot uh, for Americans. He means a lot for us, but there's more to it. You know, there's more than just the patriotic colors or just the shield, the iconic shield. There's a lot to Steve Rogers that we can take from and we can learn from. But while we're doing that, uh, while we, we, we talk about the podcast, if you're watching this in YouTube, I will have some gameplay on the background. I am a big fan of Marvel uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. Uh, I love the, the whole franchise. And Captain America is one of my favorite characters there to play all the time. So I'm going to have some gameplay. And Marvel vs. Capcom has been for a while. So there's so many iterations of this franchise. So I will have some gameplay of Cap. So you can enjoy if you, you like to have some Im images there instead of just looking at my face. So you can enjoy that. But I'm telling you, I really, really love Captain America. It's a character that I have such, such great, you know, great respect. And I got to be honest, uh, at the beginning when I was a kid, I didn't care much about Cap. I understood Cap. I, I always found it to be... Uh, very easy to understand, uh, to comprehend. But the older have gotten, of course, the the years pass. Then you become more, more mature. Of course, you know you grow up. Your ideals, your the way you are changes. And I can find myself more in tune with with Cap. I feel that the older I get, the more mature I get, the more I can understand the character, or the more I feel. Um, 
you know, connected to him uh, because he's a character that has a lot of facets. And even though at first impression, Captain America is a simple man, is a soldier, a man out of time, a man of strong ideals. I think that Captain America has always been a man that has struggled as well with his place in time, his place in society and the way he, he sees things, his, his ideals, his beliefs. And it's a man that really we can learn from a lot. And that's the reason I wanted really to expand on my video this week on my main channel uh, on the top 10 comics, because I think Captain America is more than just comics. I think he represents a lot of the the way we see the world and the way we see ourselves and the way we even see this experiment that it's America, because America is an experiment in itself. And I feel that Captain America represents those values and also... Uh, the questions and the challenges of America. And I think that's the reason why he's such a and, you know rich character and one that continues to, you know, steer a lot of controversy, uh, you know, all the time in comics and movies, uh, because it's a character that people see, as, you know, as an ideal more than anything else. So I really want to talk about it. But, you know, when you really talk about Captain America, you have to go back to the beginning. You always have to go back to the introduction of the character. You know, I always see people thinking that Captain America, it's, um, you know, he represents the values of America. He does, for sure. But um, he was a political statement. And people don't want to hear this a lot. Uh, and I see that all the time because people, they, they seem to... Dislike when Captain America, particularly in comics, but also in movies, where he makes some statements. And of course, in the movies, the MCU has brought Captain America's popularity even more beyond just the comics and into the all sorts of media. And people love Captain America now more than ever. People enjoy the character. Of course, the Captain America, the first Avenger film, was a terrific film. I love that film. And of course, you know, it's a great representation of Captain America. And he's a vital part of the MCU. We love the character in the MCU. It's just, he's so rich and uh, so full of um, energy. And um, it's, it's a character that represents the best of the best. And definitely uh, the MCU, the directors, the people involved in the MCU have done a terrific job in representing those aspects of Captain America. Uh, and really people embrace him. You know, he's uh, the hero of America. And yes, there are other heroes out there. You know, Superman is a great hero. And, uh, you, know, you know, we talk about Spider-Man, we talk about, you know, uh, you know, the X-Men, we talk about Batman, all these characters are terrific. But Captain America is the most patriotic. It was not the first patriotic hero, but he is the most patriotic, not only because of the colors, but because, you know, the way he is. Because, you know, he embraces America in, in, in a way that people feel the connection with it. So it's, it's, it's great, you know, to see that all the time. Uh, and yeah, the MCU has done a terrific job in really representing those those aspects, those uh, facets of uh, Captain America. But the character beyond uh, America, beyond the love to America, he has always been, has been has always been a political statement from the get go. Uh, you know, going back to the beginning when when the character was introduced, um, Joe Simon, Jack Kirby, um, they were very young and they were just trying to you know leave a mark in in a business that. In that moment, the comics were very popular in America, but superhero comics were growing and expanding. Um, National, which later became DC Comics, already had Superman. They already had Batman, came out in 1939, Superman 1938. Uh, even Fawcett Comics, or EC Comics, 
already had uh, the, the Captain Marvel, Shazam. So there was a popularity there, and comics were selling really, really quick. And also, in 19, what was 1940, uh, the, the Justice Society of America was already uh, created, and it was already publication. But at, the, at that moment, comics were more for kids. They were selling well, and the heroes, you know, were battling all these foes, you know, like uh, thugs and people, you know, like that gangsters and stuff like that. But nothing that has to do with political stuff. So when Jack Kirby and uh, and Simon, Joey Simon, came into the picture, uh, they were just looking for work. And uh, at the same time, they they are these two Jewish creators, young you know, young men that. They still are not satisfied with what's happening in Europe. Of course, this is the, the what we still don't know the big picture. They still don't see the big picture that was happening in Germany, the extermination of, of Jews uh, by the Nazis. So there's a lot of unknowns, but people were dissatisfied. America was divided too. A lot of people were in support of the Nazis. You know, there were a lot of a strong support for Germany in America, and also there were people that were in favor of, against Germany. So you see these two factions in America. So like in many cases, you know, comics were not political. They were trying not to get political. Of course, that will mean to divide your audience and you don't want that. So you want to sell comics and comics are for kids, but they were looking for work. And when they came, they, they came to Timely Comics and they had the opportunity to work there, uh, they were given the green light to create, a, uh, you know, that message. Of course, Goodman, the owner of Timely Comics, he was also Jew. And to him, that it really touches home. You know, it was touching home what was happening in Germany. So they decided he let him go, gave him the green light, and they came out with that, the first issue, uh, which is an amazing issue. When you see Captain America just, you know, really punch in the face of uh, Hitler. And that was a political statement. That was a political statement to the point that it created, uh, you know, a lot of controversy, but a lot of people were happy about it. It sold close to a million copies, just the first issue alone. And they continue on for the 10, uh, 10 more issues until things didn't work out as well with Timely. So they parted ways and they went to National. But, uh, you know, Turk Kirby and Simon... But uh, it was selling well. It was doing so good. And every single issue was actually, if you look at those covers, amazing covers. Uh, Captain America punching a Nazi or punching someone in, in World War II. And that was prior to World War II, to the intervention uh, there. And um, it is amazing. And yes, there were a lot of death threats and people were unhappy. And there were people uh, even um, standing right outside the offices in, in New York trying to to dissuade them to to work there, but even the uh, Major LaGuardia, he got involved in the process and sent, uh, you know, some officers, uh, uh, police officers, just to protect the, uh, the the building because, you know, there was a, it was a statement. There were people that were in favor uh, of Germany, but there were a lot of people that were against Germany. And ultimately, of course, uh, Pearl Harbor happened, and they went into the war. And even um, Kirby had to be enlisted. You know, they they were enlisted and they had to go to war. And and what was 1943. And uh, it's amazing. Captain America survived. He was one of the most iconic. And when you look at all the heroes of the golden age of comics, um, many have still, you know, have survived. And now, you know, we have, of course, Superman. You have Batman, Wonder Woman, all of them. And many of them have made a comeback. But from all the patriotic heroes, the one that really survived the test of time through all that definitely was Captain America. He was so super popular during that time. Uh, then, of course, after the after World War II, uh, the return of the, a lot of GIs, a lot of, off, uh, you know, all the people that were there, a lot of the soldiers, 
there was a change in America. Of course, I think um, a lot of people experienced the the horror of war. So heroes, you know, they, be, they were ideals. And at the same time, people have seen the worst of the worst in, in mankind. So there was a deviation. People were looking into other things. So that's when superheroes, comics, they start fading away. And we saw an increase of horror comics and also love, you know, in this romance comics. And Simon and Kirby were a part of that, too. They were some of the pioneers on that. But um, so the heroes die out. It was, uh, you know, Timely Comics became Atlas Comics, and in the 1950, between 1950 and 53, they started to revive the superheroes, Captain America. He became the leader of the old winner squad and all of that. It didn't really do well. Uh, so the character died, kind of die out. You know, they couldn't even give him a farewell. But it wasn't until the Silver Age. It wasn't the Silver Age when, at the return, of course, the Fantastic Four became a success. Then we have the Avengers. But the Avengers needed a leader, and uh, Stan Lee was eager to to bring uh, Captain America back, and the opportunity was given, and Avengers 4 was that opportunity. And it's an iconic, an iconic issue, of course, to see Captain America to be revived and become, you know, becoming the leader that the Avengers needed. And he was part of the Avengers for a very, very long time, from the from that moment on until the pretty much everything that has to do with the Avengers. He has been... And sometimes he hasn't been the leader. Sometimes he has walked away. Other people have taken the mantle. But he is the message, the image that a lot of people see on a leader. And Captain America embodies that so well. You know, the Captain America story, you know, and that was an issue. Uh, then, of course, in, was 1968. That's when, after the success, he was working with, there were, it was actually a, well, those comics with Iron Man that he was kind of side by side. You know, you divide those comics. One is Iron Man. The other one is Captain America. And he was doing well. So that's the reason why he came back in 1968 with issue 100 in his solo run that lasted for a very long time until, what, 1996. But, uh, you know, of course, they recon the whole thing. Uh, and issue 109, that's when you see the Captain America, of course, the origin story, uh, of course, that he was, the, the way he, they really presented the case of what happened to him, that he was, uh, what happened in, during the World War II and all of that. So issue four, of course, he was in ice and all of that. It came out, came out of the ice. And uh, amazing, you know, to, to be honest with you, the whole story, of course, when you come to think scientifically and you come to really consider those factors, is that probable that he was in ice or even that he was in ice? Can anyone survive like that? Of course, you know, there's a lot of fiction here. And the way they did it back in the 60s, you know, I think people were able to believe anything. Uh, the, 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 whatever the reason was, or whatever the scientific um, facts behind it, they re the good thing is that we have Captain America back. And the character really led the Avengers for a very long time in so many ways. Some of the most amazing stories uh, in the Avengers, and and it, you know, Captain America—it's always been that character at the center of a lot of things. One thing that I've always loved about Captain America is the fact that no matter the odds, he's always there. He's always there to fight until the last drop of blood. You know, that's the guy. He—that's who he is as a character. And every writer has built upon that foundation over the years. It's something that I have enjoyed, and I mentioned that on my video. Is that the, the good thing about Captain America is that it has always had some of the best writers in Marvel Comics. Every writer has done something good for Captain America. They have cemented something, and the next writer that follows up, who follows up, 
always adds something more to the big picture. And that's the reason why Captain America has such a rich history. It's a character that has, in many ways, hasn't changed much, but in, in so many others have changed a lot. And he's constantly, constantly asking himself questions. And that's one thing that I really love about that. And I feel that some writers have expanded on that even more. Every writer expands on it in a, in a, in a deeper way. And like I was saying earlier, he was a political statement from the get-go. And a lot of times people say, well, I don't like Captain America to be political. I don't want comics to be political. But the fact is that Captain America in itself, the whole persona, it's a political statement. And when you go through the, the, you know, the reading parts, all the messages throughout the years, every writer, every statement that they made through it, you know, through the character has really been political. You know, from his comeback in the Avengers, the what things he's fighting, representing America in itself, you know, with his shield, with his costume. You know, he is America, you know, in so many ways. He's always, inter you know, he's a person that intervenes in situations where he's defending those that don't have the power to defend him themselves. And he did it all the time. Even when uh, Jack Kirby left for a time, went to work for DC, and then he came back uh, around the bicentennial, uh, the, the whole story, you know, within that time, we have the introduction of the Falcon, for example. And the Falcon, who was the first African-American superhero in comics. Yes, Black Panther was first, but he was African. He was the first African-American Falcon. And he was a partner uh, for many for many issues. And we saw so many good writing during that time. Now, Engelhardt was a fantastic writer for many, many issues. He did a lot of great storylines. And one of them, Secret Empire, was uh, during the Watergate scandal. Uh, it was really when Captain America realizes... A lot of things are happening within the government. And he it was the first time actually Captain America dissents with the government in a big way. You know, after that point, Captain America is always defending, always being a good soldier. But now this is the time for him to dissent. And he does. Of course, he becomes Nomad. Fantastic storyline. And we're talking about the 70s. You know, this is a time, you know, where, you know, sometimes people think, oh, you know, it. You know, Captain America is not political. I'm sorry, but I don't know what Captain America you read uh, because Captain America has always been from the get go through the 60s, through the 70s, it's always been a message in Captain America. He is idealistic, but at the same time, he's independent in so many different ways. He's not, you know, this is the part where I think people love Captain America. It's because he can be embraced by anyone. He can be embraced by people that have conservative values in a lot of conservatives embrace Captain America because of that, because he embodies some of those conservative values at the same time, liberals embrace Captain America because he also embraced some of that. He embodies some of that. Captain America is in the middle. Captain America represents America in so many ways, you know, because Captain America, not only Steve Rogers, not only loves his country at the same time, he's not always happy with his country. You know, he embraces the American experiment, the American ideals. But at the same time, he understands and he questions those ideals. And that's the thing that makes Captain America such an special character that can be embraced by anyone. He represents us all in all our divisions and our mindset and our questions and our questioning. I feel that that's what makes Captain America so unique as a character in comparison to Superman, in comparison to Spider-Man or Batman, because they all are different. Of course, every character has a different story, represent different ideals or different um, mindsets. But Captain America really embodies the whole of America, not only the best of America, also some of the worst of America. And also 
the doubts of America. They, we have, and in this experiment that we live, that up to this day, I, sometimes we question ourselves in this country. We question ourselves, our beliefs. We question the way we live. We question the way we envision or we see the Constitution. We question the way we, we see authority. And I feel that that's what Captain America Steve Rogers has always been, a question. It's a question about what America is and what being American is. And that's the best part. And definitely many of the writers really questioned those, or, you know, made those questions through every page. And of course, that was that. Of course, then Jack Kirby came in the, in the by the Bicentennial. Also, they were great. The art was fantastic. Of course, Jack Kirby, by that time, his experimental work, experimental art has become such a staple to the point that uh, it's unique. And it's just so Jack Kirby, you know, me, people try to imitate that art. But no one can can do it the way he did it. It's just it's simple as that, you know. Jack Kirby is Jack Kirby, bottom line. And of course, you know. Then after in the aftermath, we saw so many great stories. Uh, Mark Grunewald, he was terrific for ten years. He wrote the character, and he expanded on the political ideals and the political ideas and the concepts with the character. There was a lot of stuff that happened with, during that time with Mark Grunewald. And man, I'm telling you, he, he was terrific. Um, Captain America has always been a leader. You know, that's the part when I was mentioning in my video too, it's like, it's every, every challenge that happened, like for example, with Secret Wars in the 80s, Secret Wars was, an, you know, the, the, the concept of the desire was to sell toys. That's that bottom line. But I love that even though it's when you go back and read Secret Wars, of course, from that perspective now, as I'm, I'm older, of course, you see the, the desire to, it's, it's more childish. It's a, it's a storyline that is, Really directed to to kids. It was the purpose. But I, I love that Captain America stands always in the end, at the end of the battle. You know, he wins the battle. Uh, he uh, he defeats uh, Doctor Doom. One thing I love about that, going back to that, and he did the same thing with Thanos on the Infinity Gauntlet. You know, even though he he was defeated. One thing I love is that at the last minute, even at when everything is lost, Captain America is always standing still. Uh, even Mark Waite did that when, uh, when he wrote um, um, in the '90s, Captain America, when he's confronting the Red Skull. Uh, you know, he is the man at the end of the rope, always at the end of the rope, doing what he knows is best or what is right. Even though everything works against him, he's not running away from the challenge. He runs towards the challenge, and this is the thing that I feel that embodies some of our American spirit. I feel that as Americans, yeah, we, I'm not saying we're perfect. You know, I think all men are equal. And that includes not only Americans, includes everyone around the world. Because sometimes we, we lose that concept. I think on that Americanism, we, we think we're the best of the best. And I feel that we feel like that sometimes. And it's okay to feel you are the best. Of, you know, you're better than anybody else. You're the best, at, you know, that it is about anything. Um, but I feel that what really encompasses our spirit is that we don't run away from challenge. We embrace challenge. I think that's what makes America great. We embrace the challenge. And Captain America is that person that no matter the odds, he go, runs towards the fire. You know, he's like a fireman. You know, he is like a police officer. And that's the reason why we respect the police officers and, you know, firemen. Yes, they're not perfect. There are also bad apples there. But for the most part, every person that goes into this type of jobs in the military or anything most of them, they do it because they have great ideals, because they have ideals and they want to honor and respect, you know, and love and safeguard other people. And they do it because they love their country, but also they love their countrymen. 
So they run towards the fire, and that's Captain America. He runs towards the fire. He's not running away from it. He's running towards it. And that's what I think is the best part of it. And then when you watch an Avengers Endgame, for example, Avengers Endgame is a fantastic film because of that. Because in the end, you know, this is the most iconic moment for me. House of Roll presents a life well-crafted. Five iconic luxury brands sharing the spotlight in one lavish house of brands. Roll, Riabelle, Perrin and Rowe, Victoria and Albert, and Shaw's. To discover the full scope of design possibilities for your kitchen and bath, look no further than House of Roll. Reimagine your own setting at houseofroll.com. And the MCU, the most iconic. When you see, and, and the theater was amazing. Of course, and, uh, the theater was full when I was watching Avengers Endgame. And people were excited and static to watch that moment. When Captain America is there after he battles, you know, he's battling. You know, Thanos, he's almost defeated. The shield is broken, busted, you know, and the battle that, you know, that ensued to, before that was amazing. You know, of course, he's holding the mind ear and all of that because he's worthy of carrying that. It's amazing. It's an amazing moment. It was full of energy. And but he's defeated, you know, destroyed. The shield is broken. He's busted, bloody, dirty, filthy all over, you know, like, but he he just, you know, <laughs> tightens that that shield again. Uh, the belt and the shield, amazing moment. And he's ready for the bout. He's not going down. And it, it's silent. The whole movie theater was silent. And the whole place was silent, quiet. Even there's no music in the background of the film. It is a very, it, you know, it's a very aesthetic moment. It is a moment that is so beautiful to watch. But also, it's a, you know, it's a moment so powerful. And all of a sudden, of course... You hear the voice of Falcon, which is amazing. Um, it is an amazing moment. But really, not only because it's an amazing moment, and this is the best part of it, not only because it represents a great instance of the MCU, but it was not the origin of that. All of that is, an, is taken from everything that happened before it in comics. It was the moment when, you know, in the Infinity Gauntlet, Captain America standing against Thanos, and Thanos about to punch him, and he doesn't even flinch. Captain America doesn't even close his eyes. He's ready to take it. And um, it's an amazing moment. Captain America has always been like that, and you see that in every single battle. Also, you saw it with Mark Waite in the 90s when, you know, he wrote in with the, when he was fighting the Red Skull, and the Red Skull, you know, he's deep power, he has no serum, and he's just this decrepit, skinny man fighting with a broken shield, no shield. He has, like, this power shield, and, um, you know, he's just fighting back. He is like that in every single situation. And there's so many instances you see in comics where Captain America is the last man standing against all odds. And for casualty, for pure luck, he wins or something happens that changes the outcome. But I'm telling you, this is, I think, what the value of America. This is the representation of American spirit that, yes, you know, we have our way, sometimes not good ways, but we stand our ground. And I feel that that's the best thing. I think that's the reason why we we really connect with this character in a deeper way. And I feel that not only that, I feel that people around the world connect with Captain America because of it. Yes, some people connect with him in, in deeper ways, of course, because we connect with him more because he represents America and we are Americans. But I feel that other people around the world, they love the character because of that. Even though I, I, you know, I'm American, but I grew up in Mexico. I was born in Mexico. 
And I'm telling you, uh, I r always love the character because he represents some of the best ideals. And I feel that everyone can embrace that because ultimately America is more than just a country. America is more than just this place we live, uh, the borders that we have. It's more than the flag. It's more than, you know, the national anthem. It's more than the White House. It's more than just the, cap you know, the capital, the D.C. It's more than those landmarks that we have in this country. It's more than our history. It is an ideal. America is an ideal. It's always been a place of hope, a place where, for everyone to be free. And that's the reason why people come to this country all the time. You know, and that's the reason why these two Jew creators, uh, artists that were trying to make in Smeet, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, the, 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 the children of immigrants, the Jewish immigrants, they found a place to build something up. They created that image. They brought this character and they represented the best of the best of American spirit. And I feel that that's an amazing, yes, and even Captain America, he's Irish. You know, Steve Rogers is an Irish um the son of immigrants as well. So you see all these variations and the beauty of our country where we have so much, so much difference. You know, there are a lot of things. And I know sometimes it's easier to be misguided and to miss the forest for the trees uh, by when, when we see something, you know. And I've I seen the criticism. Like, for example, right now, you know, we, Captain America has gone through a lot of things and changes in comics, of course. You saw Civil War event. And I always going to love that Civil War. And I'm going to love the writing of Ed Brubaker. I think Ed Brubaker was terrific and fantastic. He built upon the foundation of everyone else before him and brought one of the most amazing stories that, of course, was part of the Captain America, the Winter Soldier film. And uh, it was used there. Um, it, it was an amazing story because he has the espionage elements, all of the elements that really fit so well with Captain America as a soldier. Uh, and it was good. And we have seen the writing with ta Coast, for example, most recently. And I would say that I'm not completely sold on his writing uh, for Captain America. I love his stuff with Black Panther. I think it fits the character so well because Black Panther has always been a philosophical character. And I, I feel that it's always been part of the character from the get-go. And I, I, I think that Don McGregor did expand it on that and the character more. Uh, and, of course, after that, we have seen, of course, the, the priest run and all of that. So I feel that it really... Black Panther is perfect for philosophical ideals or ideas. I think Captain America, yes, can be philosophical at times, but some people don't like him being philosophical. And I feel that Tanahasi also talk, talks about some issues that some also also are divisive for some people. However, and I'm trying to be defend you know defender of Tanahasi here, um, and his style. I feel that when people say, well, and I, 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 even I listen to some podcasts, not all, because at the end, I, I didn't like the podcast. And I'm not going to mention what podcast is. Uh, I found it very kind of insulting. Uh, uh, they were really going saying, well, Tanahasi hates America. You know, I don't think he hates America. He's American after all. But as Captain America, he has questioned uh, the ideals of America. And what we're saying with Captain America, you know, it's not like that. He doesn't hate America because now he's a hater. Now he is just uh, pulling propaganda, liberal propaganda, all that. I don't know how I got into that podcast, but I got into the podcast, listened to it. And until I say, you know what, no more. This is just trash and garbage. So I let it go. You know, because there's a lot of garbage in podcasts, too. You know, like there's a lot of garbage in YouTube. Uh, and so sometimes don't waste your time listening to stupid stuff. Just bottom line. Um, listen to stuff that enriches you and make you grow and also think. And I feel that when I read that, um, 
you know, because with Tanahasi Rose, it's about there are two Americas, and Captain America is divided in these two Americas. In so many ways, we are. Of course, you know, with recent times, with everything that happened politically here in the country, we have seen that America is divided. And But the thing is this, America has always been divided. There's always been these two factions, you know, a faction that wants things to remain the same. Um, and sometimes, you know, there are good things that can re- they need to remain, but there are things that actually need to go. But the conservatives actually embrace everything you know, in a way that sometimes they don't let go of certain things that actually they need change. They don't want to change. They just want to stay the same. And unfortunately, no society can remain the same. They ha- it has to evolve. And then you have the liberals that sometimes they go overboard and you, you live in the sky thinking that everything has to change. Everything is bad. Everything is bad. Even the things that were good. And when you start looking at everything as a mistake, then we get into this cancel society. You know, we start canceling everything because everything is bad. Because this person saw me wrong and this person said this and he had some double intention there. There's a double standard in everything. You have to be careful not to fall prey of that as well. You can be paranoid. You know, you can become a paranoid in one way by just always seeing things like that. So you have two sides. You have the side that always wants things to be the same, no change. Everything has to be so rigid. And then you have the the side that wants everything to be so free-spirited that you don't have control of anything. So you have to have a balance. And Captain America is at the center always. And I think Tanahasi can explore that idea as well. I wouldn't say his run was the best. I don't think it is. But at least he's exploring ideas. And Captain America has always been that character in comics that always explored those ideas and really questions what means to be American and what America truly is. And it's good. I, I like that. I like that. I feel that, you know, again, going back to that point, when people say, you know, Captain America or comics shouldn't be political at all, I feel that I'm sorry, but I think you're reading the wrong comics because my comics, and I read comics for a long time. I was born in the late 70s, although I read a lot of the 70s stuff. You know, my, my father was a comic book reader, so I read a lot of the, the Bronze Age stuff. I have read the Silver, I have read the Golden Age, I read everything. You know, if you follow my channel and you you know that I love comics and you know I talk about comics, I have very passionate about comics and characters. I have no issue with comics. I love comics, but the comics that I learned and I read over the years have always have some political connotations that always challenge the the status quo. And it's good that the the status quo is, gets challenged. It, matter of fact, we need for the status quo to be challenged all the time. And it, the comics are doing so, and they have always done. Of course, you know there were a time where. You know, they kind of deviate a little bit or they don't do it as much. And recently, it seems that they do it more now, more than ever. And sometimes that's not good. I, I think that there has to be a balance. One thing is to be entertained. It's important to learn and be entertained at the same time. But at the same, you, you don't want the, you know, to, to comics to become just mouthpieces of agendas. You know, they have to be, they have to question. And that's the thing I think that I enjoy a lot about, about a lot of the writing in the 70s and 80s and many great writers I feel that they asked the questions. They didn't give you the answers. I feel that that's the problem with comics. And maybe I need to talk about it in another podcast. I feel that sometimes writers want to give you the answers. And I don't think that the answers need to be made. Uh, I think people need to question themselves to really find the answers. It's an, it's, a, it's an individual choice. And I feel that that's something that Captain America has always been good at. I feel that asking the questions, what is good and what is bad. And ultimately, uh, it leaves the reader to decide what is good and what is bad. And I think that's when comics are are more powerful than ever. It's when they're not really telling you what you need to believe. It's when they're telling you and they're presenting you with the questions that you need to ask yourself. Kind of like when you, what was that, iRobot? I love love that part of iRobot when, you know, 
In this case, Will Smith is really trying to figure it out with this, of course, the doctor. Now he's dead, but he lives this program. And this program is telling him, you know, and, you know, trying to figure it out who did it, who is the killer, who is the one behind everything. And ultimately, you know, he's asking questions and always the program is telling him back, you know, you need to ask the right questions until he asked the right question, which was another question. And he said, well, now you have, now you have asked the right question. Uh, you know, maybe you watched that film, maybe you didn't. You haven't. I recommend you to watch it because he has some philosophical elements that are very powerful. Ultimately, it's about asking the right questions. You know, you have to ask the right questions. And Captain America is that. He is the, a questioner. He's a person that questions life. Yes, he follows through. Now, when you come to think about, I don't think Captain America, if we have to choose what political leaning he has, I don't think he is a conservative. I don't think he's a Republican. I don't think he's a liberal. I don't think he is a Democrat. Captain America is a libertarian. Bottom line, he has always been a libertarian. He's independent in his way of thinking. He doesn't want the government to be intervened. You know, that's what we saw in the writing with Grunwald uh, when the government came to him and says, well, you, we gave you everything you have, so you become an asset. You are uh, an operative. You are a soldier. You, you have to answer to us. And he gets back and says, well, I don't belong to anyone. I'm independent. I'm a man. I'm myself. I already served my country. I did what I needed to do. I have loved my country. I love my people, but I'm not going to follow your games. I'm not going to play your game. So he walks away from it. He becomes a captain. And of course, later on, he regains again the shield. But I'm telling you, this is the best thing about that. You know, Captain America has always go against the, the in this case, the, the tide. In Civil War, when Captain America, you know, he is fighting, you know, against this registration act where all the superheroes have to register and all of that. He really showcases that. He is a man that is not in favor of control government. He's not in favor. Again, he's a libertarian. He's not in favor of this overseeing uh, you know, big brother involving into the matters of personal life and personal choice. And he is very open about that. You know, even, you know, like one of the, the most amazing things that happened there in the whole Civil War, um, you know, crossover was that speech when uh, Spider-Man after, of course, he, he, you know, because of the registration that he has to present his persona, he showcases who he is to the public, all of that that happened there. One of the most amazing, amazing situations, Spider-Man uh, comes to um, Captain America for advice. And they're talking about why, you know, he wants to know how he feels about the situation. Because he already, he's on the side of Iron Man. But he doesn't really feel comfortable with that. And ultimately, you know, there's a speech, the very powerful speech that was later used on uh, Captain America's Civil War in the, in the MCU. Doesn't matter what the press says. Doesn't matter what the politicians or the mob says. Doesn't matter the whole country decides that something is wrong, is something right. This nation was founded, not one principle above all else. The requirement that we stand up for what we believe, no matter the odds or the consequences. When the mob and the press and the whole world tell you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth and tell the whole world, no, you move. I love that. I always love that. Fantastic. Zdrasinski did a terrific job on that writing there. It is a fantastic speech that really tells us that. And it really showcases the persona of who he is. You know, Steve Rogers He's a man of principle, a man that believes that if you believe in something is right, you need to stand for what you believe. Even if the whole world is against you, even if the whole world tells you you're wrong, if you believe it, you need to stand for it. It is an ideal. It is American itself. The ideals that we believe in, 
you know, yes, we, we have our ways, you know, not always the, the best ways. And yes, this also can give uh, room sometimes to, for, to embrace ideals that are not necessarily the best. But it's important that we question that. It's important that we have principles. It's important that we embrace those principles. It's important that we, we have this character. And I think that's the best thing about Cap, you know, is that he is a man of character. A man that believes what he believes and he embraces that and he defends his ideals. And I think that there's something that we can all learn from. And I love that. You know, I think it's, it's a fantastic speech that really shows that. And of course, ultimately, he realizes his mistake. And ultimately, he's the one that uh, surrenders uh, when he realizes that, you know, he's causing more, more, more strife with his own strong ideals. And he walks away from it. He surrenders. And ultimately, he gets killed, too, in uh, Captain America 25 by uh, Brubaker. Of course, he, he, he survives and in all that. He comes back. But... I'm telling you, Captain America is a man that in so many ways is so easy to understand. But at the same time, he is very, I would say difficult. But at the same time, he is, he, he has a strong moral code to the point that it's hard to emulate. But at the same time, you feel connection with his heart and his mind. He's a character that deserves a lot of respect because of that. And I feel that the more, the, like I was saying earlier, the, the older I, I'm getting, the more connections I feel, um, the more connected I feel with his way of thinking. Life is not easy. Now coming really to the end of the podcast. The character has been so good, you know, so good for comics. You know, definitely has been a, a banner for Marvel Comics for a long time. The character has been portrayed so well in the MCU, um, really well. The character has been in cartoons and, you know, video games, and he's always the same character in so many ways. And, you know, when I was younger, I thought that he was just a two-dimensional character. But the older I'm getting, the more I realize that he's not. And in many ways, he represents us. You know, and this is the thing. This is the funny thing. I, when I was younger, I thought, to, I thought I was very free-spirited. But as I got older, I realized that I'm not as free-spirited as I thought I was. That I'm more, um, that I love uh, a structures. I love a really uh, to have a the walls around me that protect me. And it's easier to live on those walls. I feel that we build those walls as we get older, as we experience life. We become less idealistic and we embrace sometimes the monotony of life. And it's so easy to embrace that because it's comfortable. And but sometimes we need to challenge those walls. We need to push those walls out and we need to expand our territory. We need to expand the way we see the world. And I feel that that's what Captain America is. He loves his country. He's comfortable with it. He loves comfortable and defending and doing what he knows is best as a soldier. But at the same time, he pushes those walls out because he needs to expand his way of thinking. And I feel that we need that. You know, it's so easy sometimes to confuse patriotism with nationalism. And I feel that there's a big difference there. You know, you can be patriotic. It means that when you are patriotic, you defend the, 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 your, not only your country. You know, you love the people in your country. We even saw that in the, in the MCU on, on Thor uh, when he says, well, Asgard is not a place. It's the people. And I feel that America is not the place. It's not the borders. It's not this land. Um, it is the people. America is the people. And we all come with differences. You know, we all have differences. And one thing we can learn from Captain America is that we embrace us. You know, we embrace our 
the landscape of our, our land, you know, which is not the mountains, which is beautiful. Know, America is beautiful land, you know, deserts, mountains, you know, ravines, you know, rivers, um, oh, so much stuff, plains, um, land, you know, it's so much land here. But most importantly, we embrace the landscape that is the people, you know, and the differences, different races, different, different ethnicities, different religious point of views, uh, you know, different ideas of how America should be governed. We embrace that. And I think that's that the best thing about Cap has always been that he embraces the freedom because at the end of the day, he is a beacon of freedom. He's, he is that. He's a beacon of hope. And America is about freedom. You know, we all live in this land. We all share common goals. We want, you know, pursuit of happiness. We have been bestowed by our God for that, with that freedom and the ability and the desire for to look and search for happiness and fulfillment. And I feel that that's the best thing about America. And I think that's the best thing about Captain America that represents those ideals. Are we perfect? I don't think so. Are we in the place that we need to be? Are we uh, the the perfect utopia that sometimes we think we are? We are not. You know, it's so easy sometimes to see the good in us that we we miss the opportunity to really see some of the things that need work and they need to be changed. And that we're not the best in everything and there are things that we can improve. And I feel that Captain America is that example. Uh, and I, it's the reason why the character is so beloved and the reason why people feel connection with him, you know, regardless of political leaning, regardless of, you know, religious beliefs. I think a lot of people can feel the connection. You, you can be Jewish, you can be Christian, you can be Muslim, you can be agnostic, you can be anything and still feel the connection with the character. And that's always good. And I think that's the best thing about Captain America. So I would say that now that we're celebrating that 80th anniversary, it's a lot to think of, you know, and that's the reason why I wanted to talk about it. I was actually looking forward to this podcast because I love the character. And the more I embrace it, the more I read of him, the more I get back to read some of the old stuff and the newer stuff. I feel that the more I say, you know what, Cap, you understand me well. <laughs> Steve, you really understand me. I, I feel you, man. I feel you. I feel the same way you feel. I understand how you think about certain things. I, 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 I can see that you question yourself, and I question myself too. I feel that we all do, and we should all do. If you think that your life is perfect and you're the perfect image of a man, and then definitely you're missing a lot. Because honestly, in the end, we are all in this earth learning, and it's a process that is constantly, we're constantly changing, transforming, and I'm so grateful to live in America. I love this country. I love this land. I love the people of the land. Sometimes I, you know, I even love my enemies in that sense, you know, because sometimes even the people that actually gives us the hardest time are the people that really push us to be better. And we have to embrace that. And I say that Captain America, you have done a lot of great job here. And I'm grateful for the writing. I'm grateful for Jack Kirby and Joe Simon for bringing this character for Stanley for many years as a writer, for every writer, Gronewall, Engelhard, Brubaker, even Tennessee Coast. I'm grateful for every person. Mark Waite, all of them have done something for the character. Uh, Roger Stern, uh, you name it. You know, many writers have done fantastic with the guy, uh, you know, Jurgens. So it's important to really uh, see this in perspective and really look at this character as he is, you know, he embodies us. And, and even in our, in our, in the best ways and also in our bad ways. Uh, but he's a character that really, 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 again, represents what America is and should be. So my friends, I want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. It is a pleasure. Thank you for watching. You're doing this in YouTube. I will invite you, if you are here for the first time, don't forget to, uh, to first of all, to let me know that you're watching. Uh, share with, you, uh, with me your opinion. Please leave a like. Also subscribe to the channel, to the podcast. 
If you're listening uh, through any other platform, please share that also with your friends through Facebook. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram. The links are in the description. Uh, and I will invite you all, if you really like the content uh, that I produce in this podcast on my main channel or any other channel or any other platform, please support this, uh, support me uh, through Patreon in a monthly basis. Uh, you know, you can give uh, pretty much whatever you want to give, but it really helps me to build the content and to bring better content uh, as we go on. My friends, I want to say God bless you. Take care and I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.